Welcome to the After Show. My name is Michael. We're here exploring the message behind the message. And I'm here with our lead pastor, Pastor Marty Sloan. What an awesome weekend that we had this past weekend, Pastor Marty. It was a great time. The services were great, yes. And we're talking about prayer. And so I want to ask you, um, are you praying for the Broncos record to be better? Um, <laughs> they, they may be on prayer. Okay. They, they may be in the category of prayer and fasting. <laughs> right. I think, so. No, it seems like they had a little bit of a winning streak we this did past win. weekend. Yes, so, we, yeah. we beat an 0-3 team. Okay, well, great. <laughs> hey, but we are talking about prayer. So I know just a little bit of unpacking that. You said something that really struck home with a lot of folks this past weekend. And that was just simply, hey, prayer is more than just getting what we want. And can you unpack that a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, prayer is about God. Yeah. It's not about us. It's not, prayer is not the time where I take and ponder if God exists. Yeah. Prayer is really a recognition that he does exist, he does hear. And so that's what we use the phrase that prayer is confident communication with our Father in Heaven. Yes. So it's it's not like, you know, it's like if one of your kids called you, they would know that you exist. They wouldn't be calling your dad, you know, hey, dad, are you there? Is this you? They call you because they know you, and they know you're, they're your father. And so the idea behind prayer is it's really about God, not about us. We make it about us, not about God. Yeah. And so that's kind of a flip and a paradigm shift for us in the topic of prayer. Yeah, and whenever we're talking about prayer, you said something else that I think a lot of people are either scared or uncomfortable with sometimes, and that's praying out loud. Absolutely. And why do you think that, and you said something great, just, hey, it's so easy for us to just pray in our minds, but not really vocalize and verbalize when we're talking to God. Do you find, again, what's the difference between, hey, I'm just thinking these thoughts and really opening up my mouth to communicate and to talk with God? Well, it's interesting because we would never, ever take the approach of just thinking as any form of good communication with anybody else. Exactly. I mean, yeah. right now, we're not thinking, we're talking. Yeah. Uh, you pull to the drive through window, and you don't just think, you talk. And for some reason, in spirituality, we tend to think, well, because it's spiritual, it's in heaven, and I'm here, and God's there, it's all internal. We tend to privatize that, internalize that. And there are some religious... Uh, dynamics and religious walks that would teach silent prayer. Right. Now, certainly, the Bible teaches meditation and thinking exactly. and processing and uh, you know focusing on God. We I believe that fully, but really, scripturally speaking, prayer is actually a, a spoken word. Right. Uh, and I also throw out the idea that if we don't speak our prayers, we're just thinking our prayers, and the thought life is where the battleground is. Exactly. That's where yeah. the fight is between. The devil and, and God, that's where we have the battle of darkness and light. Yes. And that's where if you just live in your head and your prayers, uh, before you know it, you're just trailing off. You know, just kind of yeah. floating around the sky, you know. Yeah. Or if I'm, if I'm proclaiming things and speaking things and declaring things, yeah. then I'm really beginning to pray. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, it works yeah. real well. Now, some would say, well, you know, you talk for a living, you talk all the time. And that is true. I'm, I don't mind talking. But really, it's a learned discipline mm-hmm. um, because you have to come into that in your own way. And yeah. you can't pray like I pray, mm-hmm. and I can't pray like you pray. Yes. But we can all learn to pray aloud. Mm-hmm. And I loved the visual that you gave us about going into that secret place. The door, yeah. And the door, and that private place, and that there's this thing, because you started off the sermon, hey, this isn't about a show. This isn't about us trying to just use these words to get the attention on us, which we see that with some of the Pharisees and the mm-hmm. leaders of the religious leaders. But Jesus is commanding us to go to a private place and to connect with him. 
Yeah, and in back to that thought about public prayer, one of the things that people are concerned about when they pray is, what if I say uh, a weird word, right. or I, I, I misspeak a word, or I confuse words, and so that kind of pushes us back into that silence. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to come to the place where we have confidence in God exactly. to pray just as we are. Yeah. And, you know, that's a dynamic that you come into and you begin to really realize that you're praying to a good Father yes. in heaven who loves you dearly. Yeah. And I know you kind of gave us a teaser for today about the six, was it six categories? Six, yep. Yeah, of prayer. And we're going to kind of walk through those today. And do you want to start us yeah, off? Yeah, I mean, I've actually got some notes, okay. and therefore I can keep yeah. my, my focus and exactly. not, not ramble off. Well, the first type of prayer we mentioned this past weekend in the message, uh, and we'll think about in the topic of prayer in general, is the idea of a prayer of consecration. Mm-hmm. And we talk about that from the angle of consecration is kind of a blending of a need I have, but the need's bigger than me. And we looked at this in the scripture in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 9. There's a story of a lady named Hannah. And Hannah wanted a child, and she was uh, not able to have a child. She was barren. Yeah. And so she began to pray. In fact, she prayed so hard, the priest at the temple thought she was drunk. I mean, I just, just imagine yes. she was yeah. so sorrowful, so remorseful, right. so so deeply groaning, mm-hmm. and she prayed. She said, God, if you'll give me this son, I'll give him back to you. Right. So what we see there is that her need was not just about her. It was bigger than her. Mm-hmm. And what she was saying is, God, if you'll give this to me, I'll return it to you. For she ever received it, mm-hmm. she had committed it back to God. And so she was consecrating that request, yeah. that ask. Mm-hmm. God, here's what I'm asking for. But God, it's not just about me. Right. It's about you. Mm-hmm. And you think about how often our prayer life is really about us. Right. And what I can add to my list, mm-hmm. what I can add to my life, my lifestyle. Yeah. And we need to kind of think differently because prayer is also a time of consecration yeah. back to God. And I just want to say this. I, I love that story, Pastor. And she receives Samuel. Yes. And she gives him back to the Lord. Yep. She brings him to Eli. And then the, the story continues that she has other sons and daughters. Yep. Like even after that, after she consecrated this child to the Lord and said, Hey, God, I'm going to offer my son back to you to, to work in your service and into your kingdom. And how when we give that up to the Lord, how he just blessed her and continued to provide for her. A, a desire of her heart was to yeah. have children. Yeah, and, and, so and Samuel, so as you know, became a mighty prophet of Israel. Yeah. And so here's a woman we would never heard about had yeah. her son not been used in a mighty way. Mm-hmm. But we know her story because right. of God, how God used her son. But that all began with, God, I'm going to give him to you yeah. in prayer. Yeah, that's incredible. How about the next uh, well, one? Well, the second one is a prayer petition. That mm-hmm. is simply the idea of always praying, always going before God. Um, <laughs> the, the, the picture that comes to my mind here is if you ever, as a parent, had a kid who just wouldn't quit calling your name. <laughs> Mom, yeah. mom, mom, yeah. dad, dad, dad. Yes. Just you know, not, just right. cap on, cap on until you right. finally went what? <laughs> and so the idea here is the the continual, the continual knocking on heaven's yeah. door, right. and the continual beckoning of heaven mm-hmm. and saying, God, I need you, God, God, right. God, I need you, and, and really, really, kind of almost, dad, 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 yeah. dad, until mm-hmm. heaven almost goes what? Yes. You know, I know he doesn't do that, but. Right. The idea there is the consistency and the persistency. Yes. I'm not going to stop. Right. I'm going to keep asking. Yeah. I'm going to keep knocking. I'm going to keep asking. I'm believing God for this. And that's what we call these this prayer of petition. Mm-hmm. 
And then the third prayer, quickly, is the prayer of authority. And this is my favorite one. Yeah. Because this one here, I said favorite one. This is my favorite one so far. Okay. There's, there's three more to go. Okay. This prayer dynamic here is a prayer of authority. This is really based upon the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And I think that people don't understand the power of this book in their prayer life. Right. They tend to think that prayer is just me talking to God. And what they don't realize is this is the tool for prayer. Mm-hmm. Praying God's Word. Uh, I mean, throughout the Bible, you can see where the men of God would, re- would remind God mm-hmm. of what God had said. Yes. Moses did that. Mm-hmm. Moses took God back to his promises to the Israelites. Yes. And time and again, we see that. So John 15, Jesus is talking about the vine and the branches. Mm-hmm. And he's talking there about the idea of abiding in me, abiding in my word, stay connected yes. to me, you grow. And then he makes a statement. He says, if, your wor- if my words abide in you, this is in verse 7, yeah. anything you will ask will be done for you. Mm-hmm. Now, the key to that is you're in my word. Right. So I'm asking God about his word. Mm-hmm. I'm proclaiming his promises to me. And the promises of God are a great tool for prayer. Mm-hmm. So if a person would be out there saying, hey, I have a hard time praying, yes. I would say start praying the promises of God. Mm-hmm. God, you've promised, you've promised, you've declared, and you can break that down. You can even Google search that. You can just Google search the promises of God, and they'll pull up endless verses with God's promises. Mm -hmm. And so we see this in the Scripture. Jesus was the promised Messiah. He was the promised hope. Mm -hmm. And so we can talk about that in our prayer life. And Jesus said in John 15, if you're in my word and you proclaim my word, the prayer of authority, you're proclaiming it, you're speaking it, yes. and this is also a good way to also start learning how to verbalize your prayers, mm-hmm. because yes. authority has a boldness to it, a declaration, a passion, a power to it, and you're going to proclaim the promises of God. God, you have said in your word right. that, yes. and I love the prayer of authority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think for the folks that are listening or watching, I think that that's so powerful, and so many times in the Psalms. I believe it's a great place to even go back to and to begin to look at God's word and to begin to declare those things, whether it's over our lives, our communities, our church, um, the people we're in relationship with. So, Pastor, that's a great one. How about the next? Well, the next one we have have is the uh, what I call the prayer of Thanksgiving. Yes. And again, that is not just for prayer. You pray at Thanksgiving time. Um, You know, the scripture says, with Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. make your request known to God. Thank God for all he's done. I'm just paraphrasing for time's sake. You know, much of our prayer life is coming from our, our egocentric nature. Mm-hmm. And all of us have that. Yeah. Please know this isn't attacking people. This is humanity. Right. And really, Thanksgiving helps us balance that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all have needs. I have needs. You have needs. We mm-hmm. should pray for our needs, certainly. But, man, just think about how many things today right. you can thank God for. Absolutely. I mean, all of us right now watching this could... Mm-hmm. Take a time out and spend a few moments today just saying, God, I thank you for this. And no matter where you are, right. there's something you can thank God for. Mm-hmm. Life may be difficult. Life may be stressful. Life may stink. Mm-hmm. But I can promise you, if you'll just pause long enough, right. you can find something to thank God for. If nothing else, you can thank God for the next breath you take. Yeah, Because that's a gift from God. And I think... Whenever David says it this way, enter into his courts yes. with praise and thanksgiving. Yes. There's that beginning posture, and I love when we you lead us. Him and bless his name. Yeah, when yeah. you lead us in staff prayer, and, and you're leading, and you're just saying, hey guys, let's thank God. And just starting off with that, 
um, for his blessings in our lives or family or whatever may be going on that we can kind of point to and look back at and say, God, we are so grateful. Thanking God for the cross, for salvation, for his word, all of those things. I think that's a great starting point for people to start at. Well, and it's easy. Right. I mean, you know, thank God for the sunrise. Thank Mm -hmm. God that you woke up today. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't over-spiritualize this. Right, right. Just begin to realize that everything in my life, thank God for your spouse, thank God for your job, mm-hmm. uh, thank God for your children, mm-hmm. thank God for your parent, whatever it may be, there's so much we can pause today and thank God for yes. that just we take for granted every day. And so I think Thanksgiving prayers mm-hmm. are great starters for people trying to learn yes. how to pray. Yes. Because you can just take a short list and write 10 things that you thank God for and mm-hmm. pray that all day long. And before you know it, you've got a prayer life. Yes. It's amazing. Yeah. And it affects your attitude. Absolutely. I think when you have gratitude in your life and, and thankfulness, it af- it affects your perspective and the way that you're viewing your day, the way that you're viewing your life. You're like, oh, yes, I do have so much to be grateful for. You know, we teach kids at a young age to say thank you, right? Exactly. When someone gives your kids something, yes. they're a little taught, you're saying, be sure to say thank you. Right. And we lose a sense that as we get older, we right. start taking things for granted. Mm-hmm. I mean, how often does a person thank their employer for their job? How often does a person thank their spouse for being a great spouse? Mm -hmm. You might say, well, she's not a great spouse or he's not a great spouse. Well, that may be true, but there's something you can be thankful for. And it changes everything. Thanksgiving sets the tone. Yes. Um, It's like Thanksgiving dinner, man. I mean, everybody likes to eat that, right? Right. So the idea is that thankfulness is impactful on all of us. Yes. And we can do that. And what's our next one here? So, on the list? Uh, supplication, which yes. is almost akin to petition. Okay. Um, supplication is the bigger picture idea. It's asking God about our needs, mm-hmm. and really it moves us. And we see this a lot in the Psalms. The Psalms mm-hmm. are full of supplication prayers. Um, if you've read the book of Psalms, it's like some days they're on the mountain, yes. and the next day they're in the pit yeah. of the valley going, right. God, you've forsaken me. Right. So I think supplication prayers are akin to petition prayers, but maybe the shift here is what we see about the need to be praying daily, mm-hmm. but also for our general needs. Now, again, we know based on Matthew 6 that he knows our need before we ask. Right. I think part of the asking part there is not that he doesn't know, but to remind us that we need him. Right. And so a supplication prayer is akin to the petition prayer, but it's really about reminding myself every day that I need to ask my father for things. I need to remind myself that what I have is because of him Mm -hmm. and not of my own accord. And so that's a supplication prayer. It's kind of like a petition prayer. But it's unique a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. And I, what I love about the petition, just going back to that, Pastor, is when Jesus says, hey, I want you to keep asking and seeking mm-hmm. and knocking. And um, if I don't know what my kids need unless they communicate that with right. me. And so whenever my kids come and ask me for something, as a good father we, and great parents, we always want to be able to do what we can to sure. help our kids. And so that's, again, just a great reminder. And I loved what you brought out in the message uh, yesterday, again, just reminding us, hey, you have a good father, a good father who cares about what you need and and cares about what's going on in your life. Yeah, and, you know, that's a phrase that's easy for you and I. We have Mm -hmm. have good father experiences in our life. and But there are some that don't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we we know what it's like to have a good dad, a dad that's cheering for you, a dad that believes in you, Mm -hmm. a dad that's for you. Right. Right. 
And there's a lot of people in our churches today in our world today, Michael, that don't have that. Exactly. And so father for them is kind of like a scary term. Mm-hmm. And and that's a struggle for many. We, yeah. we refer to God the Father, and that's a difficult because it's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage people today, if you're watching this, and you would say, man, I'm in that category. Yeah. Uh, I've got a bad father experience. Mm-hmm. I just want to tell you that God's a good father. Yes. And that if you'll let him speak in your life, he will help you heal mm-hmm. of the father wounds. Exactly. And I don't discount your pain or tell right. you get over it, move along. I right. say that it's very real to you and that God wants to heal you today. And so we do have a very good father in yeah. heaven. That's and when you reminder. talk to him, just know this, your father knows yes. your need before you ask. But yes. we still ask right. because it reminds me that I need him. Exactly. He yeah. knows it, but I need him. Right. And then the last one we have? Yeah, the last one is big because it, it's intercession prayer. Yeah. And, and so we see this throughout the scripture. There's a couple examples that come to mind quickly. Uh, we see it in the book of Daniel. We also see it in the story of Nehemiah rebuilding the wall. Mm-hmm. You know the story of Nehemiah when he right. got the news of the wall crumbling down. What did Nehemiah go and do? He prayed. Mm-hmm. He didn't just pray a prayer, you know, bless his food. He began to intercede right. for his people. Mm-hmm. And he began to confess and call out the sins of the people. Mm-hmm. It wasn't his sins. It was our sins. Right. He saw himself in that role. Now, uniquely mm-hmm. enough... You know this, Jesus is our intercessor. Right. He's in heaven right now today, mm-hmm. interceding on our behalf to the Father. Right. He's working on our behalf. He's praying for us. So intercession is standing in the place of somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's seeing yourself in that person. It's right. knowing that that could easily be you, and you're praying as if it was you. Mm-hmm. You're interceding for your child or right. for your parent or for, for your nation. Uh, we'll do, uh, in, in a prayer focus here at the church, and we do this throughout the years, we will take time to pray for our nation. Mm-hmm. And that really is an intercessory prayer time. Right. Because we're not praying as people who work in government. Mm-hmm. We're praying as those who are being governed. Mm-hmm. And we're saying, God, lead our leaders. God, heal our leaders. God, provide wisdom for our right. leaders. That's intercessory prayer. Mm-hmm. And the great part about that is, is that intercessory prayer really transcends all the political stuff that we right. have in the world today yeah. that is so divided, so divisive. Mm-hmm. But the good news is we serve a bigger God right. and the King of all kings and exactly. the Lord of all lords. And so intercessory prayer is huge. Mm-hmm. And we see it throughout the scripture. Jesus, he looked over Jerusalem. He wept. He mm-hmm. was interceding for their state. Right. He was broken by what he saw. Mm-hmm. And he would pray for them. The Bible is full of examples of this. And I think that the church is really poised right now to really ramp up our intercessory prayer. Standing in the gap. Standing in between uh, the difficulty and the blessing. Stand Mm -hmm. between darkness and light and let our prayers be heard by God. Intercessory prayer, we could talk for hours on this because I love it. But it's really about unselfish praying. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, how much of our prayer life is about me. But when I'm praying for you, I don't really have a I don't have a stake in the game. I don't have a dog in the fight, as they would say as an analogy. I just want God to work. And the ultimate goal of intercession is found at the tail end of the Lord's Prayer, which is thy kingdom come, yes. thy will be done. Here we go. It's all about that. Intercessory prayer really dead ends into thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And we see this breaking down throughout Jesus talking to us about prayer. And so intercessory prayer 
uh, is really something, again, all of us can do. Right. We can all pray on somebody else's behalf. Yeah. It's not controlling the outcomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's praying the will of God mm-hmm. and saying, God, let your will be done. Right. That's what intercessory prayer is. Pastor, I love that picture of <clears throat> Abraham yep. um, interceding for Sodom and Gomorrah. Yes. Dynamite. And, and God, he's like, God, please, if you find, he starts like with 50, and then he keeps going down, and he's like, God, I, and it's the whole petition again. Mm-hmm. He's petitioning God, yep. but he's standing in the gap to say, God, please have mercy on this community um, that, that was getting ready to be bring down the judgment of God upon it. And so that just, again, it's a beautiful picture when you were talking about Nehemiah. And it's not necessarily what he had done, but he's standing in the middle between God and humanity, if you will, and saying, God, we need you to, inter- we need you to intervene in this situation. Yeah. The book of Ephesians tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right. but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this age. That's a kingdom supernatural battle. Okay, so we don't fight that in the natural. We fight that in prayer. Right. We fight that in intercession. Exactly. It's not about how smart I am, how rich I am, how much, uh, th- how many things I have. It's about getting on my knees and begging God for mercy. Right. Mercy is a great intercessory prayer. Forgiveness. Right. Yes. Um, you you think about you think about the scripture again. There's examples of throughout. You brought up a great one, which is what you just talked about. And we have to see that Jesus, of course, is the chief intercessor. Mm-hmm. And the good news today for all of us watching this yeah. is that right now the Son of God Himself is praying for you. Right. And that just I mean that's huge. Yeah. yeah. That's huge. We have someone standing in the gap for mm-hmm. us. And we're not forgotten. We're not alone. Even in the midst of everything we're facing right now, I feel like so many people can feel isolated. But that's a great reminder, Pastor. Hey, Christ is interceding for you. Christ is standing in the gap for yeah. you. And, and again, everybody can intercede. All six of these prayer types, we mm-hmm. can all do. Right. This doesn't take a Bible degree or be mm-hmm. a, being a theologian. Yeah. It just takes a heart that says, I think I want to try this. Right. And anybody can pray. Anybody can do this. Whether you've been saved for two days, yeah. or twenty-five years, mm-hmm. or two hundred years, absolutely. You know, it doesn't take depth of Bible knowledge. It just mm-hmm. takes someone who says, "God, I'm going to carve some time out, right?" And I want to talk to you. Yeah. And it's just that simple. Exactly. So, Pastor, as we're closing today, what are some ways that people can practically apply this, or it's something that they can take away when we're talking about prayer specifically? Well, I would just start with number one: carve out some time to pray. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be very practical yeah take 10 minutes take 15 minutes whatever yeah. it may be and put in place some of these prayer types yeah. one, one of the six all the six doesn't mm-hmm. matter and but get the word with you yes. I mean, really learn to pray the word mm-hmm. and that there's so much resource out there today i've got a book i would recommend highly to anybody it's a book by tim keller on prayer okay huge book on the topic of prayer yeah and what he really cues in on in that text is the idea that prayer is about submission to god's will and it's not about just me, it's about who God is, it's about knowing God. But I would just say practically, uh, Pastor Michael, I would just take some time. Yeah. Carve out 10 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Try one day. Try right. two days. Don't don't set a big goal for, I'll pray every day all this year. No, just just take tomorrow. Right. And then take the next day. Take mm-hmm. short incremental steps yeah. to start carving out your life and praying. Take the six prayer types. Mm-hmm. Pick one, pick two, pick all of them yeah. that we just talked about. There's more resource on this on the Internet. People mm-hmm. can find more stuff there. And just start breaking it down. Prayer is so simple. Yeah. And and God would love to hear from his people. Yeah, that's great. That's great 
Practical advice, that's a great takeaway. Thank you, Pastor. You bet. Pastor, I want to say thank you so much for helping us today and walking with us through this prayer, these prayer, six categories of prayer. And my hope and my prayer for you today is that maybe you can take some time out and maybe begin to practice yeah. some of these things that we've talked about here. And if you've liked uh, this this time we've had together, our podcast, we want to encourage you to subscribe, to follow us on YouTube, um, to follow our podcast so we can continue to bring this content to you each and every week. And uh, Pastor, I just want to say once again, thanks so much for your time, encouraging us and taking us even deeper into the message that you shared with us. So we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for joining us.